This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3481. This year is the 25th anniversary of The Phantom Menace, and I thought that it would be fun to do my own series of Phantom Menace-related episodes. So we're going to do one of these every month for the 25th anniversary year, and we're going to start off talking about one particular aspect of The Phantom Menace, which is the opening crawl and a little bit of history around it. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're going to kick off our celebration of The Phantom Menace. Yes, The Phantom Menace is worth celebrating. It is its 25th anniversary this year, and we're going to start by talking about the opening crawl. Now, the opening crawl, generally speaking in Star Wars movies, is historically one of the last things that gets written and it kind of makes sense that that's the case because it does serve as a bit of a prologue to the story on screen as it were and might hint at things that are happening in the course of the movie and until you really have a locked movie it's kind of hard to really feel confident about writing that prologue and making sure that it's accurate and sets you up for the movie that you're about to see. Now unlike the original trilogy there's not a lot of material out there for previous drafts of the prequel movies and so getting to see how the opening crawl evolved like that information isn't really out there and available so it yeah, and I went and looked through the Star Wars archives, that incredible tome from Paul Duncan and company, and there's nothing in there about the opening crawl that I saw at least going through it. So, yeah, what I do remember for the opening crawl is that there was a you know magazine feature story on The Phantom Menace that came out prior to the release of the movie, and they published the full opening crawl in that magazine. And now seems like the time to actually... <laughs> to the opening crawl. So here it is. Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the Greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo. While the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events, the Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Galaxy, to settle the conflict. Dot, dot, dot. Now, at the time this came out, there was kind of an underwhelmed <laughs> response about it, and it really has to do with that first paragraph where they're talking about the taxation of trade routes to underlying systems, and people were like, the new Star Wars movie is going to be about taxing trade routes? And, you know, maybe leading with taxation is a little tough, perhaps, but then... Second paragraph, a blockade of deadly battleships. All right, now you're talking about an exciting Star Wars thing. And secretly dispatching two Jedi Knights. Let's not, you know, <laughs> argue about the fact that one of them is actually a Padawan and not a Jedi Knight. But, you know, for the purposes of the opening crawl, works perfectly fine. 
So you've got space battles and Jedi right in the opening crawl. What is not to love about this situation? And, you know, the irony of things is, is that, you know, George Lucas has talked about the fact that the Star Wars movies are really supposed to be targeting 10 to 12 year old audiences, right? So this particular opening crawl actually manages to serve both masters, if you will. It's addressing an older audience because 10 to 12 year olds are not at all interested in taxation of trade routes. Like that means nothing to a 10 to 12 year old. Getting into the you know deadly battleships and the Jedi Knights, like yeah, there you go for the 10 to 12 year olds and that's fine. But that taxation of trade routes thing, that should flag itself for the adult audience. I mean, think about Andor now and all the scenes with Mon Mothma in the Coruscant apartments and her exchanges with Luthen Rail, and then you know trying to get Takeholma to help her, and then getting Davos Skuldrin on board with things. Like all of that is like political machinations and very secret dealings, that sort of thing. Like none of that is the you know pew 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 and whoosh 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 stuff, and yet it is incredibly compelling storytelling. So maybe in that sense, Lucas was a little bit ahead of his time in thinking about things, but also it definitely falls in line with Lucas's own political interests. And we know that Star Wars is political. The original trilogy is very political in its origins and its storyline, in addition to being a modern myth. And the same thing is happening here. There's definitely political overtones right from the jump. You can't talk about, you know, arguing about taxation of trade routes without it being political. You know, when you talk about the Congress of the Republic endlessly debating the chain of events, you're talking about a political body and also about the ineffectiveness of a political body in this particular situation. Now, back in 1999, I don't think I was particularly over the moon excited after reading The Crawl, other than just my general excitement for the fact that I was going to get to see a new Star Wars movie. There hadn't been one in 16 years, so just the general excitement of it, but I don't think The Crawl necessarily added to my excitement per se. It was just like, okay, here's a you know framing bit of what the movie's going to be about. Like, this is intriguing, and it just kind of kept the train of excitement rolling rather than necessarily shifting it into a new gear. I definitely wasn't considering it as deeply as I am now that we are 25 years down the line and have time to think about it and contextualize it and all that fun stuff. But yeah, ultimately, I think, you know, from my experience, and this will become apparent as we talk about The Phantom Menace over the course of the year, but The Phantom Menace has grown on me definitely over the course of these 25 years. And, you know, I'd love to hear what you think about The Phantom Menace. Like, just top level what your reaction was in 99 and what your reaction is about it today. Has your feeling about it changed? Has it grown on you? Has it, you know, grown less on you? (laughs) Do you feel the same about it? Whatever that may be. So if you're catching this on YouTube, comments are right there. Let's just keep it, you know, nice and polite and straightforward okay and if you're catching an audio version of the show then please head over to sw7x7.com leave a comment on the blog post for this episode of the show and that is going to do it for this episode of the show if you enjoy the show i hope you'll consider leaving a rating or review on your favorite app and subscribing or following on your favorite app depending on what (laughs) nomenclature they like to use and if you would also consider sharing the show with friends and fans of star wars that you're 
connected with, whether in real life or on social media, that would be so wonderful and really helps the podcast grow. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.